0: You're listening to The Touch of Flavor Podcast, episode 100.
1: You're talking about putting your fuck parts in my head where my brain lives. You know, in nature, only a
2: handful of creatures made for life.
1: But isn't that, like, cheating?
2: We can't do this 24 hours a day, 7 days a week.
1: Why not? The safety word is banana. It is so refreshing to be with someone who likes to fuck outside the box. This is The Touch of Flavor Podcast. Dating and relationship advice by Kingsters for Kingsters. Join us as we tackle BDSM, sex, non monogamy, and how to build extraordinary relationships in an ordinary world. And now, your hosts, Cassie and Rigel.
2: Wow, it's the big. I was going to say the big three O, but it's the three digits, which isn't really the same. The big O-O. Oh, oh. Yeah, the same thing, I suppose. But yeah, folks, so we had this great idea. We're like, hey, it's our 100th episode. We're going to do something special.
0: We're going to make it really hard for ourselves. We're going to make it really difficult. Wait, that wasn't what we said. That's what happened.
2: Yeah, we're like, we're going to go through and let's like recap how the show's gone for the last while. We can go back. We can, you know... Pick some times, have our listeners send in some times from some old episodes that, like, really resonated with them, they really liked. We can pick some of the times we really liked. Do, like, a compilation, a roundup episode. This will be amazing.
0: What the hell were we thinking?
2: I don't know. I don't know. But uh, I'll just say that um, it turned out to be way, way more work than we were expecting.
0: Yeah, I think for the next, you know, the 200 episode, we may just do like one long reel of bloopers because I think (laughs) that'll be a lot easier. We can just be like, hey, we just need the last couple of sentences that are after the credits on all of them. And you guys can just listen to like 45 minutes of goofy noises and stupid stuff that we've said in the past.
2: (laughs) I got to tell you, like, I'm so glad we have an assistant now because as it is, this took like a couple weeks to get done. Like, this was supposed to be done a while ago. Yeah. And without an assistant, I have no clue when this actually would have gotten accomplished. Yeah. So, but with that being said, we have a pretty special episode for you folks today. So, you know, it was really interesting. We were were going back and we just, I just want to, let's just take a minute and talk about where the podcast started because (laughs) I got to say, we were like, you remember that episode zero that we did? You know, it's so funny because we do these things, right? And I'm sure everybody in their mind probably has this idea of like us having in our heads, like all these things, as far as like exactly what we did and said when we started, I got to tell you. I had kind of forgotten a lot of episode zero, but it really listening to it again really kind of drew out for me the differences, some of the huge ones between where we were at when we started and like what's happened in the meantime. So let's let's listen to that for just a sec. So this is going to be episode zero. This is our about us episode. Uh, It's going to be brief, uh, a lot quicker than our other episodes, you know, but we just want to introduce ourselves, introduce the show, uh, tell you what to expect. Um, We're also going to let you know how you can submit your questions or your show ideas um, for us to address on the podcast. Yeah. So obviously I'm not going to go through the whole episode again, but man, just the.
0: What the hell happened to our music, man? What the fuck was that? That wasn't our music. Our first episode doesn't have our music.
2: What the shit?
0: <laughs> no, what the fuck, man? What, what the, the fuck? shit was that? I don't know, but that's it's not got a- kind of a
2: funky thing going, though.
0: I, how did a- wait? That's not our theme song.
2: What? So I guess this was back before we had that. Wait, who was just talking? No, so that's the voiceover person. So I guess there must have been a point. I probably produced that intro. That must have been before we officially had somebody put that together for us.
0: Yeah, that's not our intro, man.
2: Shit, I don't know. It's kind of no, whey whey whey
0: whey no, whey we're whey not going whey whey back. Whey. No, I'm, I'm pretty no.
2: What the episode one hundred and one needs a new intro? Wow, we do need a new outro though. That's another story. But yeah, so let's let's talk about some of the things that have changed with the podcast and with us since it started. So first off, the podcast started as like a project to. Yeah, I mean, kind of still what it was, what, right? It was to bring education. We were looking to do something different than the blog, which we'd been doing, so that we could... Hell yeah. Yeah? Cause... Yeah.
0: I like this much more than better than the blog. Yeah, man. we
2: teach a lot. We're better better talking than writing, right? Although we've written some bang up shit.
0: We have, but my humor does not come across in, in our writing. No, it so doesn't. I, I prefer my my style of humor to be vocal.
2: Yeah. And it was so funny. like Like, just the vision. So we can talk about... Let's talk about how life stuff has changed, and then I guess we can talk about how the vision of, of, of the podcast has changed. So what has changed since we started this podcast, what, uh, two and a half years ago, roughly? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. So what's changed? Uh, so. So much.
0: Yeah. I mean, at that point, we had been dating Amanda for a while.
2: Three years, I think.
0: Yeah, roughly-ish. And at this point, we're engaged.
2: It's in that episode. I think it was three years. <laughs>
0: Oh, boy. Rigel has not changed in not being able to remember anniversaries or dates. That has still stayed the same. Some things never change. Yes, that stays the same. But at this point, we've been engaged, uh, which I would have said at one point was like the big, like, wow, that thing happened. But, you know, some other things have happened that are
2: I switched jobs, which has actually had ramifications for the podcast. I think we'll talk about that a little bit more as we go. Uh, We tried to adopt.
0: Not unsuccessfully because we couldn't, but just because it didn't (laughs) Tried to adopt,
2: decided I didn't want to adopt. Then, oh, the coaching. That's really affected how the podcast has gone, too. It's just interesting the way that stuff has flowed.
0: Yeah, so we started... I've been coaching for a long time, but
2: it exploded.
0: Yeah, it really took off. So that's really impacted because we started bringing a lot of the stuff from our clients and things that we were seeing every day more into the podcast. So we always meant to have a focus on relationships. We actually said that in the first episode, but I think we went from saying it to really diving into being really, really focused around relationships more so than we were.
2: Yeah. It's been interesting. Well, we and, and, it's not that we weren't coaching, but it moved from like, uh, I mean, it exploded. I mean, we, yeah. we like, it massively up-leveled. So that's definitely played into things. We got an editor. We're going to wind up talking some about that. That's been fun. That's been a fun experience.
0: And you're super happy because you don't have to edit the podcast anymore. Oh, my
2: God. Yeah. We, ha- we had an editor. We had somebody helping out with show notes for a while. She's come and gone a couple times. She's actually been really amazing. And then what else? Oh, we had a baby. Derp.
0: Yeah, we had the baby.
2: So we went from job switching to getting into coaching. We went from adopting to not planning to do anything to having a baby. So that was fun. And then, and that was recent.
0: Yeah. She's only a couple months old.
2: Yeah. Well, she's almost exactly a year conceived. Yes. And then uh, COVID obviously happened, which I don't feel made huge changes in terms of the podcast, but it's definitely been a big life event that's played into a lot of stuff. Absolutely. So how's a lot of this stuff changed the podcast, though? I think that's a really interesting thing.
0: So one of the ways that I think that some of these things played into the podcast is obviously we were a bit more inconsistent over the last few months with like end of pregnancy and birth and you brought up COVID. And all of us working from home, the kid being home. Oh, my God. We haven't talked
2: about that so much.
0: Yeah, being in a very limited space has really been more difficult for us to find recording time because there is something going on in one of the rooms around the house somewhere all the time.
2: Yeah, and we're actually, you know, I was thinking, like, we could talk about it. I think we're we're probably going to end up diving into some of the specifics of, like, how things have shifted and then where they're going from here as we go through. But I think kind of the big thing has been probably that the overall tone has changed a bit more towards relationship focus. And we're going to talk about that some too as we go. But yeah, that's enough with like the backstory and shit. Let's let's dive into some of the... We put our brains together. We talked to you folks and we said, hey, what are some of your favorite moments? And we had a lot of fun pulling a lot of stuff together and uh, reminiscing some about some of the good moments on the podcast. So we should dive in and cover some of that shit because it is fun. So we thought we'd start with just some of like the most entertaining host chats that we've had, like just not specific topics, just like the conversation back and forth. Some of the conversations back and forth that have been had on the, the podcast.
0: Yeah, so the first one would be wow. that point where you found out I had a mermaid fetish.
2: Along with the rest of the... Well, no, we we told the rest of the world about me finding out yeah. about you having a mermaid fetish. And that was on episode one. So we started out with a fucking bang. So everybody ready for a blast from the past? Here we go. So last year, we were at camp and a bunch of stuff happened. And I found out that Cassie apparently has like a really serious mermaid fetish. Like Now, you got to keep in mind, we've been together for over 10 years now. And I was not aware that she had not only a mermaid fetish, but like a really deep seated, serious mermaid fetish. And how did that come up last year? Exactly.
0: Um, I, I'm not sure how the conversation about mermaids came up. I know it was like related to porn because we were talking about porn and, um, I'm not a huge porn person. Like I'm not against it. I just, you know, I'm, I don't watch a lot of porn. Um, but one aspect of porn that I really like is mermaid porn or pornography pictures of mermaids. Um, and there is a lack of it. And I'm not really sure how we got on the conversation about mermaid porn. Was um, it because
2: there were mermaids at camp?
0: I'm not sure if it was because of mermaids because we we started talking about it before camp. And I don't know if it was maybe I saw that there was like this mermaid meetup thing or what kind of like triggered that. Or if there it, had like, to be
2: something. There
0: was there was a segue there that I don't remember. Um, but we ended up talking about it and they had a meetup at the, uh, the camp with mermaids that, you know, are just kinky people who like to dress up as mermaids, which was really hot,
2: really hot. And Cassie went down there and you met some mermaids.
0: Yes. And I petted one of the mermaids tails. Um, but I didn't, I didn't like, you know, do anything with any of the mermaids or anything. I just came and was awkward and,
2: and enjoyed staring at them. Was the weird, weird dude in the corner. (laughs) Yeah, cool. <laughs> I
0: was, I was, I was the weird kinky guy that didn't really talk to anybody. I just kind of stared at the mermaids. Um, but I did end up talking to one mermaid and I told her that I had a, a uh, mermaid fetish, which she was like, Oh, that's fascinating. You don't find many people who have mermaid fetishes,
2: which is hilarious considering that you're at Dio and there are mermaids and there's a mermaid meetup. Like you would think that there would be more people there with like a mermaid <laughs> fetish. I mean, I didn't know it's a thing, but everything's a thing to somebody <laughs> And you would think that there would be more people there with the mermaid fetish.
0: And um, what she told me was, no, there really isn't that many people who really have like a mermaid fetish. So um, we had a little bit of a chit chat then, but that was really all that happened last
2: year. So Cassie talked about the mermaids like nonstop for a while and like talked about maybe getting our girlfriend a mermaid tail and all kinds of stuff. <laughs> uh, so this year we go to Do, and we're there and um, we're in the line, because when you go for food, if you if you get meals there, you go to like this cafeteria, which has really amazing food, but the line often is somewhat lengthy, and so <laughs> we're waiting in the line, and we wind up behind the girl, who is the mermaid that Cassie met last year, and also like runs this mermaid meetup, and is like really serious into this whole mermaid thing. So we're standing there, and Cassie, who you have to understand is always like super chill, and cool. And like the girls never chase her. Cassie always, you know, I mean, sorry, Cassie never chases the girls. The girls always chase her. And Cassie's always like Mr. Smooth about everything. (laughs) And she's sitting there like, oh my God, oh my God, it's a mermaid. It's a mermaid. We're standing right behind this, this girl in line. So Cassie is going on and on. And I'm like, are you going to say something to her? And she's like, oh no, blah, blah,
0: I didn't want to be the weird person with the mermaid fetish. (laughs) She didn't want to
2: be the weird, but she is the weird person with the mermaid fetish. So (laughs) finally I told him like, look, if you don't say something to her, I'm just going to say something because you clearly need to say something, Uh, which is very, I don't want to say out of character for me, but typically if, if one of us is going to be like, God, if you don't say something I'm going to, it's going to be you. (laughs) So I'm just about to say something to this girl and she finally turns around and sees Cassie and actually recognizes her from the year before.
0: Yeah, and she's like, Aren't you the one with the like I know you you're the one with the mermaid fetish? And I'm like, Yes, I I am I'm, I'm the, the person with the mermaid fetish.
2: So first off, listening to that, I have to say, I'm glad we brought an editor on because I wasn't bad at editing, but uh you hear those S's?
0: Yeah, those <laughs> S's are there. But regardless, more what, importantly, mermaids. More, more importantly, mermaids. And After this aired, and there's been a couple of other times that mermaids have been brought up on the show, I am now starting to get mermaid porn from people. People send me mermaid (laughs) porn, and I love you all, all of you who have sent me mermaid porn. I appreciate every single one of you. Because
2: it's so hard to find. It
0: is so very hard to find.
2: And you've continued your relationship with your mermaid friend.
0: I have. I still have a, we have a camp relationship of one playtime at the pool. That That is our relationship, but- That's awesome.
2: It is. And one other thing I noticed listening, it's funny listening to old episodes. Were we not naming Amanda at that point?
0: No, I don't think so.
2: It didn't take us very long because she came on the show before too, too long. But that just that just clicked for me there. So ah, that's cool. So, yeah, we kind of started that off with a bang. God, I love telling those kinds of stories. That has been a lot of fun. And then we've had some other other host chats that were great as well. So I don't know if anybody remembers that time that our HVAC guy actually thought that Cassie was a serial killer.
0: But anyway, they came out to fix the heater and before the guy was coming over. And so you were talking about how we have several heaters and we have one that is actually just for our bedroom. And it is located In our bedroom closet.
2: And it is way overpowered, which is another issue entirely. But go ahead. It's like a jet engine.
0: So I was like, I'm going to clean up everything or as much as I can. Because we have like a cross and a spanking bench and a 13-foot long bed. So there's only so much we really can do. But I wanted to at least get the sex toy bags closed up and we have a bag full of dongs that was just kind of open so I went in to clean up all that stuff and I got distracted I had a distraction from the cat getting in the room and chasing him back out and all kinds of stuff and then the guy got here and I completely forgot that I had not yet closed the dong bag so I invite him in and he walks behind me and I get to the doorway which I can then see the bag and I'm like no do not come in and I close the door behind me and I go and t- and close the bag. And then I try turning off the one light that highlights the cross in the corner. But then I ended up turning off the other light so it got all dark in there. And our heater is actually behind our bedroom door. So you have to go in and then close the door behind you. So this poor guy like walks in and I'm like, okay, now back up and I close the door behind him. And I'm sitting here thinking to myself, I seem like a creeper because I've done turn the lights off and I can't figure out the light switches. So all the lights are off and the sex toy bag is now closed. But you can see that there's all these bags that have been like closed up and shoved over into the corner. And he's just standing there and he's like, where's the heater? And I'm like, it's in there. So I could tell he was freaked out like the whole time. And I finally bring it up to him. I apologized for being odd. And he told me that he thought I was going to kill him. That I was going to rape him and kill him.
2: So first off, that just sounds like a scene, quite honestly. Oh, you're the HVAC. I need to come over and I'm going to rape you and kill you. Are you sure this is something you planned?
0: Look, for most people, that's a fantasy. It just so happened to be that guy did not have the right fantasy, right? For other people, that would have been a happy time. For him, it was scary.
2: Yeah. By the way, so you folks couldn't hear it. But turns out that somewhere between episode one and episode 17... We got our music situation squared away because that has our correct theme. (laughs) God, I really wish I remembered the story behind that now.
0: I don't know, but I like this one better.
2: Yeah. So, okay. So the next thing that came up was episode 28 and not actually the episode itself, but the end of the episode, because I think that even to this date, that still consists of the longest blooper reel that we have ever had. You can have the editing man you can I, I have it you don't can want do the editing i want the,
0: the voicing
2: well the voicing comes with the editing woman on the <laughs> face parts like you should know how this works aim it at your face
0: i know how to work it baby i don't usually aim it at my face i usually aim it at yours how about that
2: i got you hooked up ah, you can't avoid it now
0: your pentatonics
2: like infatuation is really obnoxious. Oh my god. <laughs> I just I just switched back to Google to get our document up and I'm still on Hay Facebook page and you know I've got my water like 6 inches away from my face that when there's just dildos waving in front of my face. When I switched. <laughs> my vagina is insulted. Ah, uh, this video is great. All right. All right. All right. All right. Oh my god! Hold on. <laughs> uh. Ew! No. Yay, editing. <laughs> oh my god! Uh.
0: My ears are vibrating from how loud
1: your nose.
2: Know, oh my so god! God, okay, my face is vibrating. <laughs> all right, all right. I know you can't. I know you can't. Uh, get get ready to podcast with this. I just wanted to.
0: I can get ready for something.
2: The girl? Yeah, I can okay, get ready for okay, her. Okay, yeah. yeah, me too. That's good. I'm glad we agree on these things. These are important. No, not pronoun law. <laughs> How to pronounce Ontario. There's a YouTube video, but we're not going to be able to hear it.
1: Uh, Does it
0: have, like, the little, like, spaces like Ontario? I'm
2: looking, man. I'm
1: looking. <laughs> I don't want to mess up people's culture. Okay. Dictionary. Okay.
2: Oh, okay. I'm really glad that wasn't Ontario, Ontario. Ontario. Okay. 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 Yeah. So The stress is on the tear. Okay. Go ahead.
0: Our next question is from Jennifer 47, Ontario, Canada, or think all men are shoes after their divorce. <laughs>
2: There's, there's, there's a space. She has a space. <laughs> you can start it or this is going in the blooper reel no. Oh, yes, it is. Go no. ahead. Oh, absolutely. Every time you say no, that pretty much just guarantees that I want to. But forever. that one's embarrassing. No, it's not. There was a space where it should have been. <laughs> that most men are as shoes.
0: Assholes. Assholes. Not as shoes. Okay. <clears throat> Or think all men are assholes after their divorces. That was a transition.
2: This is our podcasting music. (laughs) Our
0: podcasting
2: music. I don't remember how it became our podcasting music, but it's our podcasting music. It started
0: as our webinar music.
2: Ah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's still the longest spoop reel ever. It'll probably remain the longest spoop reel because I feel like our editor would be like, what the shit?
0: Yeah, well, you know, it's all fun and games until you realize how much time we probably wasted trying to make that episode with all those bloopers, right? <laughs> <laughs> but in all seriousness... I remember the nose blow out of everything because you were sick your and you kept-
2: face when that happened, even now. It's
0: gross, I can man. only
2: imagine how it must have been the first time.
0: Nasty, man. Nasty. And then you're near the microphone, so like I hear snot balls in my ears. It's just not cool. Well, That's
2: you tough. know what's funny? I was just, that the podcasting music, I was just talking to the kid today. He was talking about headbutting something. I was like, are you going to headbutt your way to success? And he was like, what, dad? I was like, dude, you're the one who showed us that music video, man dangerous by joy Wave, by the yes. way yes uh i love it now i have to say this next one is one of my all-time favorite episodes we were absolutely on fire in the funny department this day are you ready all right this 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 whole episode was just fucking hilarious It was about a very unhilarious topic by the way but we were like at the top of our Huber game this day. Before I start, episode 34 also has a distinction of still being the only episode that we have ever done a retroactive edit to. So this was about uh, playing when you have health problems, basically, uh, injury and illness. And we actually had somebody challenge some information that we put in the podcast. A couple of people. We went back, talked to some doctors and actually did a retroactive edit to put like a notice at the beginning of this podcast. And it's still to this date. Out of all 100 episodes, is the only episode we've ever had to do that to. But now to the hilarious bits. Just call me ludicrous. Hose in different area codes? Yes. Is that what we're?
0: <laughs> yes, that's what I'm bouncing.
2: Is that what you're bouncing to? <laughs> yes. I can't start hose while, <laughs> while we're on. I mean, I can. I just, I can't actually record it.
0: I've got hose. Oh, in different area codes.
2: Oh, oh, oh. Oh, you don't have as many really. area codes as you used to I you're slacking on area coding <laughs> or maybe it's, it's just of, like one of my theme general. songs <laughs> you're definitely slacking on hoeing in general now with covid it's just
0: well it also doesn't help that a lot of my hoes are in the same area code <laughs> the same area code. <laughs>
2: like, you clearly don't travel enough
0: i don't travel like, enough
2: That's pretty much it. 302-717. 443. 443. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Hold on. We got to back this up. (laughs) So the really funny thing, I think what's one of the funniest things about this is not only is the hose part hilarious, but the person who requested this as the episode is actually the person we're talking about (laughs) here next.
0: (laughs) Same area. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> like, you clearly don't travel enough
0: I don't travel enough we, oh.
2: need, to, we, we need to set up some playtime we, we, I feel so bad we like put it on the table like two and a half weeks ago and have not come through I feel like we're being pussy teases
0: I, I wouldn't say that this, this is more like inviting someone for a meal being like I cook a really really awesome crab cake I would like to hear how you like your crab cakes made Oh, okay, this is how I make my crab cakes Okay, we can make crab cakes We together. should definitely
2: make crab cakes
0: We should definitely make crab cakes But you don't necessarily have to eat crab cakes that evening
2: Or no, even that
0: week no, It's okay
2: No, I just think once you start pushing out But so far
0: I got you should to. You
2: should have some fucking crab cakes but...
0: <laughs> Can you tell what I really want to eat? <laughs> crab now, cakes
2: and pussy Hold on I think this keeps going, but before we do, I do have to say, we did eventually remedy that problem. That's what I was going to say. There was lots of crab caking.
0: Yeah, there was crab caking and crab caking, and I need more crab cakes in my life.
2: Yeah, well, especially with COVID. COVID has unfortunately reduced our people we're playing with pool to literally zero.
0: Yep. Yep. Sad world. Horrible, horrible pandemic. (laughs) I mean, it is seriously like that. Don't, don't, I don't want to hear anybody be like, oh, like, um, but seriously, as yeah, far as was called sarcasm. That's that sarcasm. But uh, on, on the play front, it has been, it has been a, it has been a sea with crablessness. Well, <laughs> there may be many fish in the sea, but there is not many crabs in the
2: sea. I don't know if you want to use crabs like that. But what I will say is this, um, the person... Who was trying to set up crab caking back then is trying to set up crab caking as soon as we're seeing people again. I know. Okay. Yeah. Just, just thought I'd put that out there.
0: I I am aware. I did not need you to inform me.
2: I figured you were. Yeah. I more just think it's hilarious given that we're listening to this podcast. <laughs> yes. So is there anything else here? Let's see. That's what I want to eat. We're going to have so much rambling <laughs> that I'm going to cut and I don't know how much of it I'm leaving in. So what's been going on? Anything interesting? i don't have to cut through all that shit. He's like, no, I've just been working. I ain't been (laughs) (laughs) crab-caking. Oh, my God. Somebody set some crab-cake time after we get off this podcast.
0: Figuratively and realistically.
2: Maybe just figuratively. I don't know.
0: Girl needs to get her crab-cakes. It's
2: going to be the worst code word ever.
0: (laughs) I don't know. If you're saying (laughs) crab-cakes, I can really...
2: Not go well. Okay.
0: Are you ready to podcast?
2: How much of that do you think is usable?
0: Probably not any of it.
2: Bullshit.
0: (laughs) Certainly not me singing hoes in different area codes. I've got holes holes in different area codes.
2: Yeah. I'm noticing a pattern. I feel like. The best bloopers have come when you're like, don't put this in the bloopers.
0: Yeah, well, that's what happens. But that wasn't even a blooper, though. That ended up being like actually in the podcast. Unknown to me until after the podcast was being done. How could that not be
2: in the podcast? That was fucking hilarious.
0: But anyway, I still stand by what I said as far as
2: ludicrous. Oh, God. Oh, you mean the next part? Wait, hold on. No, hold on. (laughs) Wait, no. Well, we're going to have to let the record speak for itself here. Mm hmm. Go ahead. Before before it plays, tell me what you're standing by.
0: I'm standing by the fact that Ludicrous can rhyme amazingly.
2: Yeah. Let, let's see what let's see what we had <laughs> to say about that in episode 34.
0: You have to say Ludicrous is actually damn clever. Like if you listen to the words like he's got a lot of really good play on words. Got to give it to Ludicrous.
2: Like he's uh, gonna show up uh, for the
0: hoedown. down. Like, like there, there's, there's some good shit in there. Are you good? I am good. I was just sitting here admiring Luder, Ludacris and his ability to be witty with his ho words.
2: Okay, then. And on that note, how do you transition from hose? Can we even say hose? Is that even like an acceptable word? <laughs> oh my god, I, I forgot I about know, this. I, uh, I told yes. you we were on
0: fire. Hose is acceptable. Just like slut is acceptable.
2: Slut is a term of endearment.
0: So's hose. It really depends on who you're talking to. So's bitch. So's little fucker. It really depends on who you're talking to. Words of endearment don't have to be sweet. Like if you called me honey pie, I would take that as an insult. But if you're like...
2: Such words have never come out of my yeah, mouth. But,
0: but what I'm saying is though, is that if you called me like, like if you were like, you were the most you know, dominant bitch. I know I'd be like, I kind of am. Thank you. Like when my bestie calls me a mega bitch, I take that as a compliment. I'm like, yes, I am. I am the mega bitch. So I really think it's just how it's being applied. And I feel like in this way, hose is a word of endearment.
2: I still prefer slut. Cause you know, sluts are just people who know what they like,
0: but slut doesn't rhyme with hoedown. (laughs)
2: Ho doesn't rhyme with ho down. <laughs> yeah, but it
0: sounds good with. Uh, uh,
2: so speaking of, it, it and good. that is where that conversation went last time.
0: It doesn't matter that it doesn't rhyme. It sounds great. It's, it's ludicrous is, is, is a is 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 is
2: no. he a lyrical wordsmith?
0: No, that's, that's that's who the hell is that? Kanye West. Kanye West. <laughs> But he 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 makes a masterpiece out of his music, and I appreciate his
2: words. Oh my god! So the next episode that people brought up uh, is a big jump here. Episode ninety one. We're hopping to here for this moment that a listener wanted to have us replay the moment that uh, Rigel's secret was revealed.
0: Bum bum bum. All right, so our next question is from Noah, who's from California, and Noah says, I watched the live on Being Incompatible a few weeks ago. It seems like Josh is not too excited about the baby situation, but me and my polycule are curious as to what Rigel's feelings are. How do you feel about Cassie and Josh having a baby? Happy, indifferent, unhappy? Is that why the baby hasn't been talked about on the podcast? Do you plan on taking a parenting role at all? And how does Cassie know whose baby it is? Rigel.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I wanted, I wanted, I wanted to. So, uh, I think it's probably time to clear something up. <laughs> so I am Josh. Like I, I do the I am Batman voice. So um, so J- Josh and Rigel are the same person, and in one way, I'm really kind of sad to be clearing this up. I'm still kind of sad that we cleared that up.
0: Yeah, you know. So
2: I guys, I'm not going to go through the whole backstory of why that happened. You can listen to episode 91 if you want to, and episode 91 is incredible anyways, but suffice it to say... Uh, That we started out with me using my scene name for various reasons, and then I switched jobs, and that was no longer – there's – listen to 91 for the backstory. But, you know, I am still a little sad. I did actually, though, have this conversation the other day with people who now are our newest clients.
0: (laughs) I still haven't. Like, folks who haven't hit that episode or listened to the podcast but don't, like, listen in order and haven't, like, listened to it – are still like, you know, oh, you know, like, do Rigel and Josh get along? And I'm like, yeah, they get along pretty well. Well, I
2: think (laughs) so. That was the thing with him. So he was like, they had started listening to the podcast, and it was the first conversation we had. It was before they became clients. And he was like, yeah, I started listening to the podcast. It's amazing. So, like, do you know Rigel? And I was like, so clearly you haven't made it to episode 91 yet, (laughs) have you? Like, spoiler alert, man, I'm sorry, but... uh... (laughs) <laughs> that was great. And, you know, that whole episode was actually a lot of fun. Um, you know, we're going to talk about a couple of things about that episode that were fantastic. So that was actually the baby episode. That's where we uh, – that was the before the baby episode, which really does tell, by the way, how much having the baby has slowed down our publishing schedule because this is episode 100. That was 91 and that was three months ago. We're going to talk a little bit about the publishing schedule towards the end here. But – there was a couple other things about that episode that was great. First off, I want to take a second here to acknowledge, you know, I told you folks earlier that we do have an editor and our editor is fantastic. First off, he has to be cool. I mean, he's working with this show. Same thing for the, the lady who for a while was working on our show notes and came up with some absolutely hilarious titles, man. Like once she got in and started getting – the Polly thing, oh my god, she had way too much fun with the show. But our editor has had some fun with the show as well. He's kind of a smart ass. He's kind of a smart But in a ass. great, fun way. In a great, fun way. So the first, uh, there's been a couple times that's really stuck out. The first one, I shouldn't say the first one, because it's not the first in time, but one of them is actually in this episode 91 a little earlier. Uh, when he uh, took Amanda very literally. Hold on. Great. So we
0: really need to talk the- <laughs> about me having a masturbatory lounge. <laughs> like that is that is imperative for me, not for you. You he know, occasionally some-
2: we're going to fuck somebody who is not going to be okay with. Her.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> I was like, I'm okay. Wait, you I, said- br- I brought. Yeah. I was like, I was like, you know, Amanda would definitely like to watch that. And he was like, you know. I don't know how I feel about that. If it makes him
2: feel better, we can get a little peephole. All right, so he don't even know I'm there. That's what he said.
0: That's what he said. He was like, "Is there a way we could do it where, like, I could like not see?" And I was like, "Well, after the baby, like after the baby, I will have a baby monitor." Whoa, Whoa. Whoa. okay, good. Because from too
1: close, he's the Hitachi is gonna (laughs) just give it all away.
2: (laughs) (laughs) This is giving me a very good idea of where to set people's volume. (laughs) Like, it's very accurate. It's very real. We'll just be
0: like, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. We'll just have to borrow the baby monitor. That's, that's
1: genius.
2: Right. Yes, I love it. What point should I tell you to? I've been recording for like ten minutes. Oh,
1: that's great. That's awesome. Fine. No, you have. I mean, you're a liar.
0: All we can do what he wants with it, but he should take Quink. out of it just because. Yeah. Yeah. Don't don't.
2: You know, like bloop it or do a sound yeah. effect or something. Yeah.
1: yeah. Don't don't actually Quink. say.
0: Quink. People have know.
1: Have a sound. Wait, wait, I need to ask for DP. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, so in case you all missed what he did there, he actually took the sound effect Amanda made and used that.
0: Throughout the whole thing. Throughout
2: the whole thing.
0: Because she was like, maybe we can just do like a went, went. And he went, went all the way back to the beginning.
2: Yeah, so that was hilarious. I'm just realizing he left his name in there. I've like been intentionally avoiding using his name. Yeah, he left it. In live parts. But, you know... <laughs> So the other, the other, okay, hold on, wait, before we go on talking about how snarky our editor is, do you know what else going through the history of this podcast has made me realize you've been talking about setting up a DP scene for yourself since literally the beginning of this podcast?
0: I know. And no, I'm not looking for volunteers because every time I say I want to have a DP, suddenly I start getting volunteers. I'm not looking for volunteers. I have very specific people. I want to do a DP scene with. it just hasn't worked out
2: yeah well and so funny thing talking about all that since this has happened we did have the baby we have baby monitor it came with a spare camera one of those cameras is actually named the voyeur cam now
0: but i still haven't had that dp scene
2: you still haven't but amanda's very happy with her voyeur cam
0: she is very um, happy with the voyeur cam
2: she's gonna be very disappointed though because i think the person you're trying to set the dp scene up with still told said that voyeur cam is not okay
0: yeah Amanda's
2: gonna be depressed
0: yeah. I told her at
2: some point there's going to be somebody who's not into it, man. I know she's so used to everybody being like, "Sure, sure, you can sit in the corner, bring lube. That sounds fine." Yeah, is that like a male female thing?
0: I don't think so. I just I think that it's just a, a <laughs> we, person. The, the, we the found isn't
2: the N isn't high enough. We don't we don't have enough uh 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 male uh body people we've played with to.
0: To to gauge that. That yeah. experimental
2: data. It's yeah. just not there. Yeah. I mean, that would be an N of one.
0: Aside for you. That would be that would be two, 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 <laughs> two, two, one out of two. Yeah.
2: The other thing that we were trying to find about our editor being a bit of a smart ass is there was an episode where I sent him an email. I was like, dude, what's up? You haven't done the blooper reel in a while. People miss it. And so I was rewarded for that by then the entire blooping reel being me messing stuff up that episode, which, A, was hilarious. But we could not for the life of us find that. Like, I went back through my emails. We had our assistant go and start digging through episodes trying to find it. One of you listeners, when you're like, I know which I know which episode that is, please point it out because this is driving us all fucking bonkers here.
0: Did you check your email and, and, and look for a I person? did. Oh, okay. Well, what he did is he went back through and he, it was a bunch of mouth noises. Like you, you like do, do, do and all the weird stuff that you do that other people don't get to hear all the time. So Rigel, when he's uh, prepping for podcasts or in between like questions, things like that, or thinking, uh, you make a lot of noise. So he, uh, he, he gave you your booper wheel.
2: Mm. So with that, we wanted to talk about next. We were like, okay, so those are some fun fun host chats. But we're like, just, you know, we don't really have, not things we're going to pull clips for necessarily. We may on some of them. But, you know, what were some of our favorite episodes? Like, just, what's a list of some of our all-time favorite episodes that we've done? We can go back and tell you all, like, what episodes are just like, man, these episodes were amazing or a lot of fun to record. Uh, Cassie, you want to dive in with that? Sure.
0: Yeah. So Some of the ones
2: people have told us have been the most helpful for them.
0: Yeah. That's the one I was actually going to start with is one of the ones that, you know, we have gotten so much feedback on is how to be a kick-ass poly parent. And that was number six. And I love it because it's really something dear to my heart, you know, polyamory and being kinky and being a parent and merging all those things that are not necessarily things that work very well together, but being able to navigate that.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, and it's funny, we get brought out to teach this, teach us at classes and it's something we wind up invariably a lot of times working with our clients on, not as like a main thing, but as kind of a tangential thing. You know, it's something that not a lot of people talk about. And it's funny because, you know, this how to be a kick-ass polyparent, it was only episode six. We taught it as a class a few times before though. I think- Mm -hmm. We either did it as a class right before or right after this episode. Before. Right before. It's been really helpful for people. And the really cool thing is that since then, that experience has only grown, right? Because we've had another almost three years of Amanda helping with ManCub. Uh, and now of the new baby that all three of us have been raising together, like, from, I mean, from the pregnancy
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh, in a group. And there's been a couple other partners who, in the meantime, have not, not gotten quite to that parental role, but have gotten involved enough to be kind of in that mix to where it's like the three of us plus another partner who's got a little bit, you know, a little bit of like is around enough to
0: Yeah. And now Man Cub is almost an adult, actually. Mm. You know, so there's driving. Yeah. <laughs> so there's definitely been a change just in our experience as parents because the the oldest child of a partner that we really interacted with, man cub is now older than
2: same age. Yeah. 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 So that, that was good. And, and, and that, a couple of these other episodes have been ones that a lot of these actually are episodes that people have found really, really helpful. You know, the desire gap episode, the mm-hmm. one on how to bridge differences in libidos, episode 13, man, that is something that we get a lot of reference to. We actually just had some clients who were telling us how helpful they found that episode.
0: Yeah, it's, it's something that gets brought up a lot and it's a subject that when you look it up is, well, there's there's information out there, but I'm really happy with the fact that we brought so much information in regards to like the different things that you can look at and how to actually overcome it versus, well, you have sex drive differences, you're fucked, <laughs> right? Like I'm, I'm happy that we were able to put something together that actually helps people get over the desire gap. So the next one um, is also something that has been kind of in, informal, but is one of our favorite episodes as well, which is uh, episode 31, which was the guide to healthy power exchange.
2: Yeah, that was really cool. And I remember, it's funny, I'd have to listen to it again. I know there were a couple conversations that picked like where that became super relevant. You know, this is one of the the cool things that we love about working with people, right, which is you know, when we're working with clients, you know, we work with people in non-monogamous relationships, but there's a lot of crossover between the non-monogamous communities and the kink communities. So a lot of times the people that come to us, it's not just non-monogamy stuff that they're trying to navigate, but there's like kink stuff in the background, which makes it even more difficult to find somebody who's like amazing at solving all that. Um, And this episode was just, you know, it's, it's really near and dear to my heart, like there's so many times you see power exchange as done in ways that unfortunately are unhealthy. And then when you start throwing polyamory on top of it, which we talk about a lot during that episode, I have seen so many train wrecks like and just I know a lot of people that episode has been like a a big mover for them in terms of how to take that fantasy of power exchange and do that in like a healthy everyday way, especially when it comes to polyamory.
0: So the other one that a couple of folks pointed out as as being some of their favorites, and it's actually one of my favorites too, was when we had Man Cub on the podcast. So that was episode 33.
2: And this one we actually are gonna play a little clip for. Get ready for chipmunk voice.
0: All right, the next one is from Sean from Florida. He says, hey Man Cub, you're a teenager. So you might be dating or you will be. In the future, if a girlfriend told you they wanted an open relationship, would you? how would you handle that? Oh, you've got to think about this one because you haven't really seriously dated yet. I haven't dated at all.
2: <laughs> I would be cool with her having different partners, but I'd probably stick with just her because I... I approve of poly relationships, but I don't think I have the time for a poly relationship. I had to think for a long time
0: about that. <laughs> that one made you laugh. I told you some of these are going to make you laugh. All right. So, Christina.
2: I can't get over that chipmunk voice. <laughs> I forgot how ridiculous that was.
0: Yeah, we we, we changed around his voice. So that way, uh, you know, he wasn't identifiable. Um And uh, we had a lot of fun with having him on there. Um, It's kind of interesting at this point because we've had folks who have been like, well, Man Cup's older now. Would you consider having Man Cup back?
2: Maybe once he's 18, man. That episode was actually, we say it in the episode, why we probably won't be doing that again anytime soon people did not play softball with those questions.
0: <laughs> yeah. Mankoff got some some rough ones, but I think he handled it really well, and I do feel like that episode has been really informative to folks who have kids hearing, you know, hearing it from from the kids, you know, themselves.
2: And he's actually been in a book since that happened, mm-hmm. right? I think it was after that. That was coming out Uh by Tamara Pincus so he's under a pseudonym in there as well a different pseudonym yes he's under
0: there as Osiris
2: okay um but yeah so he's he's gotten a little
0: yeah he's done that and he's been in a he's been in a magazine as man cub really yeah for the UK
2: so I remember that now yeah yeah um, he
0: was upset cuz they only used like part of his quote and I was like, that's media man, that's
2: media. That's how that works. Yeah. So that was amazing. People really liked it. Another episode that people brought up and I'm still really proud of this episode was another time we decided to do something special, episode 50. Um, And that was an episode that was for people, it was written for the loved ones of people who were polyamorous who may have questions, right? It was something that you could take and send to your family, your friends, um, you know, people who may be questioning like, what, you're saying you're polyamorous, like, what is that? We've gotten so much good feedback on that. Like, so many people who have sent that to us, so many family members who got that episode, who have reached out to us, like my heart still warms for that one. That was fantastic. And then on the fun end of things, mm-hmm. right? Like episodes, like just any time that we've talked about camp, probably just because camp is so much fun that it's then so much fun to go back and talk about. But any time we talk about camp has just been fantastic.
0: Yeah, I mean, because that's when we're talking about a lot of sexy stuff, right? Like camp is sexy stuff. And then we talk about the sexy
2: stuff. Yeah, um, so we've had a couple of those episodes. Episode one, obviously, I mean, I think we've probably mentioned camp in a lot of episodes, but there have been a couple offhand. Episode one, obviously, with the mermaid. Mm-hmm. Um, episode 11, which was also just a great episode in general, the how to execute an interrogation scene like a boss with uh, Sonny Megatron and Ken. We had a great bit about camp on there. And Highwire, if you're ever listening to this, you have crazy strong monkey legs. Like,
1: I don't know what this, like, she's a tiny little girl and like just, it took how many? Five or six five people. Five or six people yeah. to hold her down. And, she and maybe I thought I was going to get a black pounds. eye. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
2: but holding her feet in ice and, and using temperature control or using capsicum cream. Uh, which is awesome when you use it. It's like it's literally like hot red chili
1: peppers that have been it's, put it's into a cream. It's, opposite like, it's the opposite of icy. hot. It's the opposite of icy hot, where it's just all hot. If you put that on any kind of a mucous membrane, they're going to curl up in the fetal position until it goes away, and
2: there's nothing that'll take it off. It goes. I think it goes back to what you're saying about you know sometimes the mind fucking is the best part. Um, mm-hmm. One of the one of the scenes we did at DO, actually, we were uh, one of the ones we were talking about earlier. Um,
0: Oh, yeah. So the beautiful lady that we did our our scene with, she had never played with women before. And although it was on her sheet as something that she was interested in having a woman involved in and everything, um, as far as her sexuality, she always identified as straight. So one of the things that really, I think, really kind of broke her down and got her really just totally fucked up was me saying to her, um, at one point I was like, I actually comforted her at one point, which was really funny. Cause she asked for a comfort person and we had a comfort person there. She asked for a female comfort person. So when everything started, I actually like got down on my knees and I was patting her head and I was like, Oh, you know, I'm so, I'm so sorry. You know, you're going to make it, you're going to be fine. And the, 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 the two big mind fucks in the whole thing was then I, while I was doing that, I actually had a cock on and she didn't know it. And, um, I was like, oh, you're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. And then I was like, oh, by the way, what is your sexual orientation? And she was like, I'm straight. And I shoved my cock down her throat. (laughs) <laughs> and, and I was like, you don't look so fucking straight now.
2: Cassie's still um, smiling. Like a huge it's, thing. This is being covered. And, and like, she reacted so well. We just hot. fucked with it the rest of the scene because it was so hilarious. She reacted, but she reacted so strongly to it that we just kept fucking with it the rest of the scene because Cassie later was, like, fucking her with a strap on. And we were, like, poking her that, like, you know, she wasn't getting any real dick and she's turning into a lesbian. It was hilarious.
1: Oh, that is funny.
0: But I think – Seriously, you know, she was talking about after the scene, that was one of the biggest impacts of that entire scene was that kind of playing with her sexuality. And she was like, you know, and she did like a whole bukkake thing and this whole rape thing and all this stuff that you would think, oh, my gosh, all these things. And the thing that really messed with her was that whole psychological aspect of her sexuality, Um, which for me was just fantastic. I had a ball with it. Um, But... It really can be the psychological and not necessarily the physical.
2: It was hilarious.
0: It was. It was also hot as fuck.
2: Yeah. Still a great scene. By the way, also, I have to say, we have talked to so many amazing guests on this show. I mean, pretty much everybody we've talked to has been fantastic in one way or another. I have learned some really cool shit from the conversations that we've had. So that's been a huge bonus of this, to be honest with you, like... You get to talk to some really cool people. Um, And that's a good episode. People should listen to that one. What's with those S's again, though, by the way? Did you hear that shit? So, So that was good. And then, you know, episode 73, which we're going to talk about a little later, but the what and who we got into at camp. Anytime we've talked about camp has been fun. And the other thing that's been fun every time we've done it is.
0: Having Amanda on the episodes.
2: Yeah, she's hilarious, man.
0: Yeah, we, we, we drive pretty well having Amanda on.
2: We already played a little clip uh, earlier that that uh, the baby episode, but the other ones that she's in for you folks, if you want to go back and listen, is uh, episode 16, which was Ask a Unicorn, episode 22, which is How to Add a Third or Fourth to Your Relationship,
0: episode 91, which is the baby episode, and then the second baby episode, which is uh 93 which is after the baby came home
2: we're gonna have to bring her on more regularly though she, she doesn't want to do it all the time but when she is in the mood it's she funny. is hilarious kind of like sex you kind of got to finish that sentence now
0: well if you've been listening to the show you know that amanda has less of a sex drive than we do so uh yeah it's like it's like sex she doesn't do it that often but when she does it's fantastic
2: okay point and we
0: should do it more often
2: you know she's gonna to listen to this. To I know that's it. why I'm saying. Okay,
0: this is subliminal messaging. It's really good when you do the sex. You should do it more often.
2: So, great guests. We've had great guests. We've had lots of fun episodes. And the other thing that we have gotten is just some amazing questions. You folks know that you know we do Q and A episodes every so often, and this just would not be complete without going back to some of the Q and A's that we've had. And we, we decided to break this down into two pieces.
0: Yeah, like the cutest ones and then some of the crazy stuff, like the wild shit. So as always, we love your questions. And the questions are, I think, what makes the show in some ways. So we appreciate you guys sending all that in. So let's hop into some of the cute stuff.
2: So this first one is from episode nine. This is kind of long, but I I think it's important. I'm actually going to read it. I'm not LGBT, poly, or into BDSM. I found your website by putting kinky dating into Google. Two weeks ago, my youngest son, who is 19, told me that he is gay and submissive. Uh, It came up because he came home from a friend's house with black and blue marks on his back and arm, and I asked him what was going on. When he told me, I was shocked, but not mad or upset. Uh, He said that both him and his master are new to this. Uh, I want to show support to my son, but I have my concerns. I want to know that he's safe, both when it comes to sex and BDSM. I had the birds and bees conversation with him when he was younger, but that didn't cover any of this. (laughs) I know he's happy, and I want him to know I accept him as he is. I just want him to go about things in a safe way. How do I voice my concerns, offer places to go for education without seeming like I'm judging him or his boyfriend?
0: So like, yay, mom. What you an know, awesome
2: mom. We spent a lot of time answering that question, too. We
0: did. And, you know, the thing is, is that it's, it's stuff like that where we get to kind of get a peek into our listeners' lives, right? You know, this was her son. She did all the work to try to figure it out. And that kind of effort just kind of makes me feel really good to be able to support folks like
2: that. And speaking of awesome moms, we, we told you folks about episode 50 earlier, right? That episode where we said, hey, you can send this to your family. Uh, so here is another awesome mom, a question from another awesome mom who actually listened to that episode. And this is in episode 67. Our next question is from Shannon, 53 in Maryland. My daughter gave me your 50th episode to listen to a few months ago. It was helpful and let me understand my daughter's relationships more. Polly Amory isn't something I would choose, but it is her lifestyle and I accept that. The end of June is my daughter's 30th birthday and I'm planning a huge surprise, vanilla, question mark, family friendly party with all of our family and friends for her. Who do I invite? I know her husband, but I just recently met her other two partners. Oh, and her partners have partners and the two of them have children. Who do I invite? Any advice? <laughs> I am so happy about this question. So, you know, I feel like who do you invite to the holidays is kinda of like the perennial poly question besides <laughs> scheduling. Like, who do you invite? It's Christmas. It's it's Thanksgiving. It's the holidays. It's a birthday party. Who do you invite?
0: Yeah, I mean I I think that's like That's like real poly world problems, right? Like that's what happens when you have a mixture of people. And I think it's super cool that mom was like, all right, how do I tackle this? I think that asking really shows how much she loved her daughter, right? That
2: open-mindedness is amazing, right? Like that's what you want. You want to be able to be like, hey, I know this isn't familiar to you, but here's some info on it and have them be like, you know what? I love you and respect your decisions enough that I'm going to do the best I can to support you, even though I don't understand this. And that, I think, is fantastic. So those were some cute questions. Let's move on to some of the truly
0: interesting wild
2: questions questions that we've gotten (laughs) over the, the course of this podcast. So this first one is from your favorite number, Cassie.
0: Number 19.
2: Episode 19. Our last question is from Brax, 32 years old, from California. I have three partners, my wife of eight years, my girlfriend of two years, and my boyfriend of four years. My girlfriend and I are on the verge of a breakup and it's getting ugly. She's been telling lies, has gotten physical with the three of us, and has stolen my wife's dog for ransom and would not give it back unless I talked to her in person. I'm still trying to make things work, but the problems are starting to roll over into my other relationships. So when one of your poly relationships is going to shit, how do you keep the baggage of one relationship from interfering with another?
0: You run, run, <laughs> man, run. I mean, you know, that that question, when 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 we read that question, I was like, whoa, that's a whole other level, right? Like people, That sounds like
2: something on a TV show, doesn't it? Yes, like
0: But like that that's the kind of stuff where it's like, okay, you have yelling in relationships, you guys don't get along, there's jealousy, you know, there's there's rivalry between metamores. But Chick stole the dog. Like, you can't take that back.
2: <laughs> this is one of two dog questions in this list of questions.
0: I know. What's up But I feel like I this is,
2: I don't know, I, I do feel like this is the more concerning question. Like, part of me is like, it's such a serious situation, and it was.
0: We handled it very well on the podcast. We did. We, we, we answered that question. But she stole his wife's dog for ransom. But Damn
2: she the dog for ransom. Mm. I just have this picture of like in my head. I feel like I could say it now cuz it's been 2 years, so the situation is resolved by now, I sure as hell hope. Like I have this picture of like I'm <laughs> getting like a photo of like like you know, like come talk to me or Barkio gets it like <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> I'm sorry. We're not trying to minimize your problem. I'm sure it was very distressing at the time. It was a really bad situation. We served
0: them very well with the answer, that and we you served you very time. well
2: with the answer. But it's been two years, and damn,
0: that's still one of the craziest questions that we've ever have come through here.
2: And I, it was a great question. It wasn't crazy to ask it. It was crazy to have to ask it.
0: The situation was crazy. It was. Yes.
2: And you know what else is a situation where it's a good question to ask, but you don't ever want to be in that situation. Your 10-year-old finding you on Pornhub. This is from episode 32. Oh, All right, so our next question is from Deb, 41 in New York. And Cassie had to fill me in on, on a couple details of this because uh, I, I wasn't initially understanding the depth of this question. My youngest child informed me that one of his friends showed him porn at his house. Okay, both are under 10. After watching a few videos... His friend showed my child a video of my non-nesting partner and myself fucking on Pornhub. What should we do about this? My husband is leaving it to me and my partner to handle. Also, should we talk to the other child's mother? So we actually added in that line to this question about that it was her and her partner fucking. That wasn't initially clear to me from the way the question came through. But as happens with this a lot, you wind up having further discussions with people on Facebook about these questions. And I was like, oh, that question just got a lot more serious than yeah. I thought it was initially. Yeah. yeah. That was a serious question.
0: Yep, that is no good.
2: Folks, we're not going to re-answer these questions here. You can go back to the episodes. We answer these questions amazingly in every situation that we're referencing here. But uh that's definitely not a question you expect to come through. Although, you know.
0: I think that's a, a very
2: it's probably not as uncommon as you think.
0: Yeah, I was going to say it's 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 it, it's a problem that, you know, can happen, you know, when you're when you're doing things where, you know, even myself, you know, like there is pictures of me from from play scenes things that, like that that are floating around and, you know, there's always the that internet is forever. Yes, that's what I'm saying. There's always that concern that the internet is forever.
2: And you know, I have gotten I have been on porn sites and I have been like
0: I know you.
2: (laughs) Yep. Which means we have awesome friends. And partners. Yes. But, you know, the point that I'm making is, what do you think teenagers doing? Looking at porn. Mm -hmm. Like, so if I'm running across people I know, just saying. Um, But yeah, that was definitely, these are all questions I'm, they all stick out for their Uniqueness, level of uniqueness. And I'm really glad we got to help with all these. So that, like I said, was from episode 32. And our next question is also from episode 32. And this is another dog question that kind of starts out more amusing and then takes a hard left turn.
0: All right. So our next amusing question is from Amanda, 20 in Virginia. My dog swallowed my metal enjoy butt plug and the fur tail that was attached to it. We didn't know it happened until she was very ill and puking blood. We took her to the vet and the enjoy was clear as day in the x-ray. Needless to say, she needed belly surgery because it wouldn't pass. She is fine now and we're being more careful with putting our toys away after we do stuff. The experience was embarrassing, but my husband and I laughed it off. The new problem is our vet threatened to report us for neglecting our dog and and allowing her to swallow a sex toy. How do we handle this?
2: You know, I have that picture in my head. You know that old commercial where like the moms are moving and the kids come out playing lightsaber with the <laughs> vibrators. I don't know why that just popped into my head, but like I said, it it it's, it like starts out funny. It's like my dog swallowed my butt plug, wow. and then it just takes like two hard left turns. Like oh, dog needs surgery and is bleeding internally. Oh. And needed surgery. God, that's bad. Oh, and the vet is trying to report you for neglect. Jesus Christ.
0: Yeah. I wonder how that pupper's just doing. I want like a follow-up on the puppers.
2: Hey, Amanda, if you're still listening to this podcast, let us know how the dog's doing. Yeah. It's been a while. By the way, too, folks, and I know, you know, I'm, I'm hopping around a lot today, which I do naturally, but this episode uh, with the roundup definitely brings it out more than usual. That was also the episode 32 where we talked about, we reviewed... uh Professor Marston and the Wonder Woman, which we had watched with another one of our partners. And, you know, we we did the whole review on there. But I will say, you know, again, they did pretty much everything wrong as far as Polly goes in that movie. Uh, They made pretty much every mistake in the book. But it was nice to see Polly get some airtime. Right. And it wasn't like a super twisted view of Polly. It was more just like they made a lot of mistakes. But I think they pretty much acknowledged that they were making mistakes. I don't remember. I'd have to listen to the review again
0: yeah it was it was good in the terms of uh the mistakes that were made were made in a way that was like this is what people who don't know what they're doing do uh
2: so the last question that really is like sticks out to us for it's like what the fuck comes from episode 63 and i'll just let this question speak for itself here
0: All right, our first question is from Jenny from DC35. My husband and I have been poly for five years. We don't really get involved with each other's romantic interests. We have a gathering of our partners and metas three times a year. Everything has been going great for years, but last month during our poly gathering, my 22 year old sister was there. I found out she has been dating my husband for four months. I'm not comfortable with this at all. He's 32 and she's my sister. What is an ethical way to handle this?
2: So, I guess first and foremost for me, there's somewhat of a problem here in that you're just finding out that they've been dating for four months. Yeah, that wasn't great.
0: Yeah, yeah,
2: don't do that. Um, I feel like, you know, it kind of should go without saying that, like, if you're going to start dating your spouse's sibling, Maybe they should find out about it before four months has passed,
0: or at like a public thing. Like that's something you want to like let them know before that kind of situation. I think
2: ideally, you know, I'm I'm definitely one of those like look like you're autonomous in your relationships kind of people, but I feel like ideally that might be a conversation you have with your spouse before you start dating their sibling, just out of
0: courtesy. Courtesy, yeah. I think that's I think that's a courtesy. Curtis- I think that's a courteous thing to do.
2: Yeah. So last two questions that we have on here, they aren't weird questions. They were more just questions that we really. They're just fun. They were fun. We really enjoyed. So, you know, I talked earlier about how every time that we talk about camp, that turns out to be a fun episode and episode 73, what and who we got into at camp. There was a question in that one that we absolutely loved.
0: Yeah, so Stacy did have a second part to her question. And she said, I know this isn't the case, but I have seen you at camp and it looks like you two just tackle people and ravish them. How do you?
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, no. Not just though, but yes. <laughs> Consensual non kind of like our jam.
0: Okay, just hold on. Let me try to get through that because that was funny.
2: Can you read it in like a sexy voice?
0: I know this isn't the case, but I have seen you at camp and it looks like you two just tackle people and ravish them. How do you pick who you co-top? How long before the scene do you negotiate with your victims? Any key things we should know for negotiating? Are they any different than just when it comes to topping?
2: So the answer to that is yes. And you should definitely listen to episode 73. If uh, that's something you're into. We should do a whole consensual non-consent episode at some point. That'd
0: be so much fun. That's
2: something we've been talking about a lot. You know, we could bring maybe somebody in that we've done. That we consensually
0: non-consented?
2: Somebody that we've consensually non-consented before. A
0: consensually non-consentee, if you will.
2: Yeah, sure. Um, By the way, this is also the episode. I think the first part of her question was, I saw you dragging the slender... Puppy? Question mark. Fox? Question mark. Kitten? Question kitten? mark. <laughs> yeah. It was something like that. Oh, uh, anytime we had camp stuff, it's fun. It's just fun. Now I'm like, who would we ask? I mean, we have. We have quite a few. Options.
0: I feel like we should have like an episode where we like talk to a couple of different people that we've consensually non-consent and piece it together because you know
2: this this episode hasn't been hard enough as I'm glad you caught that <laughs> before I did because I was going to be like you mean like a roundup of people we consensually not consented we're not even through the one and you want to do another one
0: I feel like that's different we could just do a little like interview thing and we can send it to Albie and be like Albie here's three interviews put it together that's your job
2: yeah so the last one, before I jump across this table about any more mention of roundups at this point in the game, is from 89, and again, we just love the question itself, and I will again let the question speak for itself, because if I tell you what it is, that's going to kind of ruin it.
1: Hey guys, um, I listen to your podcast regularly, and I love it, but I need a little bit of help. Um, I am having a scorting problem. Um, I used to be able to squirt, no problem, with all my partners. Um, and then I had a dom um, who kind of broke my boundaries and consent and uh, 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 probably six months ago. And ever since, I've not been able to squirt. And I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Everyone tells me that I'm just blocked mentally and you need to just relax. And I need to just stop overthinking and let it happen with my newer partners that I do trust. Um, but there's just a of block there. And I don't know what to do to fix it. Um, do you have any specific ideas on what I can do to help unblock that mentally? Because I can feel it. I'm there. I know I'm able to. I just can't. And I don't know what to do. And it's frustrating to me and my current partner. And I just want it to just come back. Please help me squirt again. (laughs) Thank you. Oh, my God.
0: I want to help somebody
2: squirt again. I love it. All right. That's great. I just thought I that was great. All right. (laughs) That was just fantastic.
0: That was. I love when we get voicemail, especially when
2: they say, please help me squirt again.
0: Yeah, I wanted to help her squirt again so bad. Anybody, not not her particularly, just anybody I want to help squirt. I really need more play in my life. Um, But anyway, what I'm saying is we love when you all send in your questions because the way that you say them, uh, we can never read it that way. So we love those.
2: They're fantastic. So, you know, let's talk about uh, that's that's been the last ninety nine episodes. Right. So guys like, you know, a lot has changed since we put together that episode zero. And we wanted to talk with you folks about what are the next hundred episodes gonna look like. Where are we gonna go from here? What's gonna be the same? What's gonna be different? So let's start with the format. You know, one thing that it was funny. I was listening to that episode zero again. I told you, you guys have to know. We've forgotten what we said on that episode by now, right? But One of the things I don't remember what I said yesterday. Yeah, one of the things that caught my attention was we were like, you know, we were like, "What is the format going to be? Is it just going to be us chatting? Is it going to be guest interviews? Is it going to be Q and As?" And then we realized it's our podcast. We can do whatever the fuck we want. And you know what? We've done whatever the fuck we want, and we're gonna keep doing whatever the fuck we want when it comes to the format. Um, So yeah, we're gonna continue to throw in some guest interviews, some some of us just talking, uh, some of the, the, uh, Q and A's, um, we're doing those a little less frequently. We may do maybe like once a month ish, I think going forward, just, um, cause we were getting so many Q and A's that we weren't actually really covering any topics in depth for a while.
0: And I'm going to ask that if you folks have questions, send in the voicemails, cause that's what we want to really focus on as far as our questions going forward.
2: That's going to be 833-ASK-TOF1. And don't get me wrong, we'll answer your questions regardless, right? If you're not comfortable, you can go to a touchflavor.com forward slash contact and send that in. But voicemails are preferred because, let's be honest, how awesome was that last question? Amazing. Pretty awesome.
0: So some of the other things that are going to be changing, right, is currently, you know, things have been a little inconsistent. With getting out the episodes, and we're going to be a bit more consistent now that uh, baby is here and the the chaos of right after the baby is now over.
2: Yeah, it's definitely been a hit to our schedule with a newborn in the house. And we're going to get back to a more consistent schedule. I don't necessarily want to say it's going to be weekly, right? And the reason I say that is because at the end of the day, you know, there's three of us who work here and you know when schedules do get tight with baby or craziness in life you know our clients come first right because that that is something that has changed since we started the podcast is that's really taken off and you know if we hit a week where we have to make that decision our clients come first because we are 100 percent committed to helping them transform their relationships but with that being said, we
0: love you guys. We
2: love you guys. And we're going to get back on a much more regular schedule. Baby's kind of settled in some. We actually have a few episodes already lined up going forward in the in the pipe, so to speak. So we're excited about that. There's some great stuff coming your way. And we'll be getting back to that being more consistent and getting those things out to you on a more regular basis.
0: Speaking about something being more consistent, we're planning on having more guests regularly.
2: Yeah. Um, no, don't get me wrong. Like I said, we're going to keep with the various format. People love it. But we did go a period of time where we weren't really doing interviews. And we're going to pick that back up. And speaking of things, one of the great things about getting to this episode 100 is it's really given us a chance to go back, look at how things have changed, what we want to keep changed, what we want to keep different. So one thing that we do want to change from what's been happening, you know, and it's been brought to our attention by a couple of you listeners, right, which is something that we started doing is, you know, we've gotten more and more into the the relationship end of what we do with helping our clients, right? And we've been bringing you folks some of that skill to this podcast, which has been awesome. But part of that is that some of that stuff started being done on Facebook and we're bringing that stuff over to podcasts, which is great. Cause it means that you're getting some really amazing trainings, but something that folks mentioned to us is that when we are on Facebook, what we don't do is the host chat, right? We don't tell you about our lives. We don't sit here and bullshit back and forth and have Cassie talk about crab cakes and sing ludicrous and
0: mermaids, mermaids and,
2: and that amazing stuff. Yeah. And that's a place that we realized like folks really missed. And honestly, we really missed. Right. So what you are going to see, what's old is new again, I (laughs) suppose. And uh, the people who we've talked to about this have probably noticed this in the last few episodes. But it doesn't matter where we're pulling the the material for the episode. The host chats are coming back 99% of the time. And we have something that we know is a really, really long episode that's already going to be a lot of us bullshitting back and forth like this one. Maybe not as much. Maybe not. But as a general rule, you're going to see... Uh, Host chat's coming back for all the episodes. We know that folks were missing that when we got really hardcore into bringing some of the the Facebook stuff in as content. So that's already actually changed, but you may not have noticed.
0: And I've missed it because that is one of the fun things about us having a podcast is it gives... Rigel and I have the opportunity to sit down and be silly and goofy with each other, and uh, I've missed that, too. So I appreciate the feedback from our listeners.
2: And the last thing that you're seeing going forward that um, is going to be different from when we started, you know, I wasn't kidding when I said that we have massively up-leveled what we're doing since we started this podcast. You know, we started this podcast, we were coaching, we were helping people with their relationships, but it was mainly Cassie, and it was... I want to say, like, on the level of like maybe the the typical coaches you see in the poly space, right? We're helping a couple clients here, a couple clients there, really helping them. But you know, and at this point, this is like, I, I wasn't kidding when I said we've massively up leveled. Yeah, right. It's
0: become the the main focus of everything that we do at this point.
2: It's become the main focus of everything that we do. I think we work with probably more clients than almost anybody, and if not, get them better results. And we have uh, invested a ton, both of money and time, in upleveling our own skills, which is something we may actually talk about in an in a upcoming podcast episode. But the gist of that is we have gotten some amazing skills to help people make changes in their lives and their relationships. And you're going to see us keeping the host chats, keeping the fun stuff, but at the same time, bringing some of those incredible skills to the lessons to help you folks transform your relationships even more going forward.
0: So it has been an amazing time doing these 100 episodes. We look forward to the next 100. I think we have a couple of to do's like Rigel and I need to like get jiggy in the middle of it. Not that y'all get to listen, but that is a to do. We just talked about that. And every uh, no time like the present. Baby. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Baby's taking a nap. Mm. Um. Anyway, uh. But we're gonna have lots of fun, and we look forward to all the new episodes and everything else, and answering your questions because you all are awesome.
2: We love you, folks. You know we're here to help you, and like Cassie said, it's been a great hundred, and we look forward to many hundreds more.
1: Thanks for listening to the Touch of Flavor podcast, where we're building relationships outside of the box. Got a question about kink, power exchange, or open relationships that you've been holding on to for years? This is the place to ask it. Submit your question at atouchofflavor.com slash ask, or leave us a voicemail at 833-ASK-TOF1. Hey,
2: Cassie. You ever uh, gotten jiggy during a podcast episode?
0: I think we have, haven't we? No. No, we,
2: we, we've pretty sure it. I remember that. That would be in the list somewhere, huh? I feel like how crazy is that, right? Unprofessional, I guess.
0: Hmm. Now I'm gonna be sitting here bopping to hoes the rest of this episode. I can't get it out of my you head need to now. Call
2: up some area codes, area codes, man. There has been a dearth of <sighs> You hoeing. know, it's
0: it's funny, like I ended up with more area codes for there for a little while and then COVID. Then COVID happened. But I did. I started having I, I had I had a mermaid. <laughs> I wouldn't say I would not call my mermaid a hoe. You are not a hoe. You are an amazing, mermaid that I worship. You are my only mermaid. Um Wow yeah, I need to clarify you're that. Fin I'm, whipped, man. Uh, I am, I am, I am fin whipped, if you will. Um, but anyway, uh, I has the mermaid that's up north. I got uh, you know some 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 more some more hoes and other area codes.
2: Albie, I'm so glad you're here to save us from all these s's.
0: <laughs> what are the s's going to do? Murder us? Like, <laughs> thank you for saving us from the s's. And talking about more on a basis, talking more more basis. How do I say that? Um, speaking of being on more of a frequent, I'm just gonna get rid of the word basis. I can't do it today. I'm try that again. I don't know, man. It sounds like Transformers took over our podcast. <laughs> I feel like I just seduced myself.
2: Dude,
1: this is so much work anyways